I'd like to take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 1 and reading just a few verses uh, from the passage that was read earlier, verse 14. Shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word? Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also and those in Nebus. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believe it. To the Jews first and also to the Greeks. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts. And shall we look to God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the blessings of this month. And oh God, we thank you for all that you have done and we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We ask your blessings upon the word. Lord, may you grant a fresh anointing for today's task. Father, please add to this message that which is necessary to make it complete and take away from my thoughts those things which are not necessary for this occasion. May you speak to some lost soul, someone who does not know Christ. That one might come to know you as Lord. And then for those who are wavering and in between. We pray to your God that they'll make up their minds. And those who are ashamed of Jesus Christ. That they'll put away their shame. And be bold. And take a bold stand. And receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. For those who are serving. That are continue to be faithful. These mercies we ask you Christ oh Lord. Amen. You may be seated. If I was a recognized singer, I suppose that uh, I would be in the choir. And if I was in the choir, I'll probably sing my sermon to you this morning by way of a song written by one Don Thomas entitled a song that you know very well. And someone to sing it. I am not ashamed of the gospel. The chorus communicates exactly what I would like to say to you today. It goes like this. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And that is why I am not ashamed of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. No, I am not ashamed to be counted, but I'm willing to give my life. See, I am ready to be all he wants me to be. Give up the wrong for the right. No. I am not ashamed of the gospel. No, I am not ashamed of the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. I'm sure you can remember that song being sung here. The Apostle Paul proudly stated that he was not ashamed of the gospel. And he gave several reasons why he was not ashamed of the gospel. We are going to be looking at some of these reasons in just a while. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. It means good news. This world is longing for some good news. I believe that you are longing for some good news. I'm longing for some good news. The good news which Paul was, of which Paul was not ashamed was that God provides salvation and righteousness. Deliverance and a right standing. Healing and acceptance. Forgiveness. Assurance. Through the life, death, burial and resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. The truth is, Paul felt passionately unashamed of the gospel. The question is, what about you? I therefore would like to speak to you on the subject, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I don't know how you feel about the gospel. And I don't know what you're thinking about the gospel. But every one of us has been created with God, a God-given likeness and ability to think and to feel. And as far as feeling goes, it is said that there are five basic feelings, and I'm sure that everyone is acquainted with those five basic feelings. One, Glad. Two, mad. Three, sad. Four, afraid. Five, ashamed. I wonder which one of those feelings you possess this morning. I trust is the first one. These days, people are not ashamed or afraid to tell you what they think and how they feel about you and about anything and everything. Well, the Apostle Paul was very emotional about the gospel. Some people are very emotional these days about how they feel and they tell you exactly how they feel and how they think. And they put it all over the place on radio and Facebook and uh, internet and everything. Paul was on a mission for God. 
and he was not ashamed of it. Like the Apostle Paul. I trust that we are excited about the gospel. Well, some of you have been showing some excitement here. And some of us show excitement and our feelings in different ways. And some are more vocal than others. Others appear to be a little more passive. But we should be excited about our responsibility to share the gospel locally and internationally. There need to be an awakening, a spiritual awakening among the people of God about spreading the gospel. We need to be an, there need to be an awakening about our responsibility and our, and our stewardship that God has given to us. Incidentally, this morning in our Sunday school class, we were talking about stewardship. And when I, uh, when the Lord led me to use this message this morning, I did not know what the Sunday school lesson was. And so those in our Sunday school class kind of getting a double dose of this. In that, back-to-back, stewardship, our responsibility to God, and our responsibility to our fellow men to share the gospel with them. And your Sunday school lesson, it says that, what does the Bible teach? Good stewardship is manifested when we allow God to lead us where he wills. As we trust him completely. The topic of the lesson was giving my all. How many are giving their all for the spread of the gospel? Now, the Apostle Paul, Jesus Christ, and Peter spoke a great deal about stewardship. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, which I think everybody is well acquainted with here at Shiloh, it's a passage that we uh, quote very frequently. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the manifold Grace of God and the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Faithful. And that's what he will spoke about this morning our Sunday school class. Being faithful, giving our all. And few there be that are willing to give up anything for Jesus Christ and for the sake of the gospel and for reaching others. Stewardship ministry must be shaped by a proper understanding and the right attitude towards material possession and wealth. Material possession and wealth. Greed, you want to call it, is overrunning the world and the church. And may I say, many pastors... In many pastors, all they could think about is wealth. 
getting big mansion and uh, lots of cars and being flashy and a personal jet and all this. Brethren, that is not really giving you all for Christ. That's getting all for Christ, all they can. Now, I'm not saying that it is not a good idea for you as a Christian to have a nice home, a nice vehicle, and uh, all the modern necessities, you know. A nice stove, a nice refrigerator, and whatever you need, uh, you know. Furniture, you need those things. But the thing is, gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, 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 and more, more. And you wonder what will ever satisfy some people. All the latest gadgets, we don't have to have them. We must know and understand that money and possession will not give us satisfaction. If anything, it make us more greedy and always going after. Give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. Peter also speaks about ministry and stewardship. In that he said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 11, if you can turn to it very quickly. He says, but the end of all things is at hand. Amen. 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 And I'm hoping that Jesus Christ is coming uh, early this week. Some of you may not even get to celebrate your birthday down here, but you celebrate it in heaven. Those of you who are thinking about having, uh, you know, someone born next uh, year about this time, uh, who knows, it may not happen. Be therefore sober. Watch and watch and watch unto prayer. And above all things, above all these things, fervent in charity among yourselves. Hello? For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Verse 9. Use hospitality one toward another with gratitude. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen? Amen? If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as with the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praised and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Whatever our gifts are, we should use them to honor and glorify God. One day, we will all stand before God to give an account of the gifts that he has given to us. Our stewardship, we will have to give an account to God. Every man, woman, boy, and girl who is born again, 
and stand before, will stand before God. Those who are not born again, you will not be standing in that judgment. We have to be very careful because poor stewardship is usually the result of the lack of Bible knowledge and good doctrine. Bible knowledge and good doctrine are very important. A lot of people think Bible knowledge and doctrine is not or not important. Listen, I've heard preachers say, let's forget about doctrine and praise the Lord. Utter nonsense. Salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, that's doctrine. It may sound good. Let's put away our doctrine and let us come together as one. We cannot come together as one with those who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord. We cannot come together as one with those who preach heresy. I'm telling you that you can be saved by other means. We're not going to get into that. But not only Paul and Peter that spoke a lot about stewardship, but Jesus Christ himself spoke a great deal about stewardship. How important it was and still is. And time will not permit me to get into the parables that Jesus Christ spoke about stewardship. And so, in keeping with our topic here this morning or today, we are just really talking about uh, not being ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And we are going to give you, I'm just going to give you four reasons why the Apostle Paul said that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And for these same four reasons, you and I should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number one, the gospel is a promised gospel. The gospel was promised way back in Genesis. And some people missed it. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. We will not turn to it. But in uh, Romans chapter 1 and verses 1 to 4. Notice what Paul says here. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Called to be an apostle. Separated unto the gospel of God. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the scriptures, in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, way back then, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And so we see here that the gospel was promised way back when Jesus Christ said to Adam and Eve that he's going to send his son, but the devil is going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush the devil's head. Time will not permit us to go into all that. But Paul is not just referring here to the 
prophets and the uh, early prophets, but the later prophets and all the minor prophets and every one of them from uh, way back from Moses right down to uh, Malachi. And they just spoke about Jesus Christ right through. And so here we are, according to the book of Acts, that the New Testament also affirm the promise in Acts chapter 13, verses 32 to 33, that the gospel was given to them, the same gospel is given to us, and we have a responsibility to spread it just as they did. But how good are we in these times, especially in these Corona times. Are we spreading the gospel which was promised way back then? And they look forward to it. However, when it came, a lot of people did not accept it and they did not realize it. And up until this day, many people are still not accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news. Every day we hear bad news. Bad news. God made his promise good when Jesus Christ died. And God is still making promises today. And it's through the gospel that we are going to be saved. And the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel which was promised way back then. It may be old news, but it is still good news. Some of the news that we are hearing, not even fit to be listened to. Here, people make us promises and they can't afford to keep the promise and they break the promises from day to day. What a shame. Number two, the Apostle Paul was not ashamed of the gospel, not only because it's a promised gospel, but it's a good news gospel. John the Baptist came preaching it in Matthew chapter 3. And said in those days, John baptized, John kept baptizing and preaching in the desert and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And according to Mark 1, 14 to 15, after John was put to prison, put into prison, we are told here that while well, he was beheaded, Jesus went into Galilee and, Galilee and proclaimed the good news. The good news of the kingdom is here with us, but it is not being appreciated. My question to you, who may not be saved, have you accepted the good news of the gospel? Are you a born again Christian? If not, what are you waiting for? What good news you would like to hear? Perhaps somebody's giving you a million dollars. That's good news. But listen, I have better news for you. Jesus Christ has come to save. Jesus Christ has come to heal. Jesus Christ has come to deliver. And people are in sin and bondage. And they don't want to be delivered. When I heard of the double murder just recently, I said this could have been avoided 
If those fellows who are listening to us and following us, they'll be alive today. Repent and believe the good news. According to Acts 9 and 15, Paul said he was appointed to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Near was called by God to preach the good news. I believe that God is still calling people to preach the good news, but they're not listening. Colleges, Bible colleges are closing down. Bible colleges are turning into secular colleges. As one I told you recently in a testimony, I don't remember when it was, but uh, those of you who are not here, that a particular Bible college, what was, and the remnant of it now, has appointed an atheist to be the chaplain of the university of the college. An atheist is the chaplain. Could you believe that? How much further can we go? How could an atheist counsel Christians? What has gone wrong? I couldn't believe my ears. The Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed. How about you? Number three, the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is a powerful gospel. It may not appear to have power now because people don't care. Verses 16 and 17, I don't have to read again. I am not ashamed, and the song rightfully said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Could you say that? John 1 and 12 says, Everyone, or as many as receive him, Jesus Christ, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, do you have the power of God in your life? Do you have the power to resist sin? Do you have power to overcome the temptations of the day? The temptations are great. The temptations are many. And especially to you younger people, the temptations are far greater than they were in our times. A lot of the things that you see and know are which you should not, we didn't back then. And we knew what we needed to know when we knew it. The children today are given too much too early. And they know a lot of things that they don't need to know at that early age. And you know, as it is in the United States now, they're saying, the government of the day, that parents has no business in telling teachers what to teach their children. And it's becoming a big issue. Because 
They want to teach children what they want to teach them. Thank God that we are not there yet. And I hope that the government of the day here do not follow the nonsense that is going on in the United States. I'm not getting to what they're teaching. That's not a part of the message because I want to close right now because we got to back here at 6 o'clock. But I hope that you're keeping up and following because whenever America sneezes or catch a call, the Caribbean starts to sneeze. You see how fast Corona got from China to the United States to the Caribbean? Brethren, in our time, Corona would have taken years in a slow boat from China to the Caribbean. But he got here overnight. And so as soon as China and America catch a call, the Caribbean start to sneeze before the ear get down here. And so what the nonsense that they're teaching in schools in the United States, it is going to get here. I told you so some months ago, but some of you didn't believe me. Critical race theory, no gender, and children are going to choose what gender they want. And parents are standing up and saying, Listen, you're not going to tell my children any nonsense. You're not going to confuse my children that they choose their gender. Brethren, the world has gone crazy. Anybody could look at a man and a woman and say that there is no difference between a man and a woman. They're poor crazy. Men are totally different from women. Women, don't be afraid to be feminine. Men, don't be afraid to be masculine. Some time ago, I told my wife, I said, how do you feel being a woman? Don't you like to be a man? She said, who wants to be any man? <laughs> and I said, who wants to be any woman? <laughs> That's how it ought to be. Amen. But a lot of men going around a pet at their woman. They walk, talk, and they walk funny, they talk funny. Teach your boys to be boys. And teach your girls to be girls. And not to be ashamed of it. Girls, be feminine. And put on your makeup and your lipstick. We are normal finger neighbor. But I'm, um, you know. Um, <laughs> the gospel is powerful. It reaches down to the lost. The apostle Paul was the worst of sinners. And God, the power of the gospel. And there is no sinner too bad for the gospel to say. Brethren, if we had a right relationship with God, I believe that we would have had a handle on our boys. You know, they are losing our boys. Well, number five. Sorry, number four. Finally. Number one, go back again. Now suppose Saul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's a promised gospel. That's what I say in verse 1, uh, verses 1 to 4. Then later on in verses 15, 14 to 15, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is good news. And then in 16 and 17, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it has power. 
And then finally, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is simple. The gospel is simple. And because it's simple, people miss it. And you know why a lot of people don't like the gospel? Because it reminds us of our sins. Therefore, man doesn't like it. The gospel is simply not scientific. The gospel is not sophisticated. Anyone with a half a brain could understand the gospel. Or should be able to understand the gospel. Jesus made it very simple. Repent and be baptized every one of you. Come unto me. All your labor and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Brethren. You see how. Science. Science and. Uh, all this thing that I have here. Messing up the world. Because they are too sophisticated. And I said that. The science is changing. Science is changing what's changing. Science don't change. They tell you one thing in the morning. And they tell you the next thing in the afternoon. And they confuse people. Because what they are too sophisticated. The gospel is so simple. Brethren. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Romans 6. 23. Romans chapter 10. Verses 9 and 10. And you are saved. You say how is that? Number 1. Romans chapter 3. And verse 23. For all have sinned. Comes out of the glory of God. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Hello? Come on, say it with me. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, O Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10, go on right down on to verse 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. Brethren, that's how simple it is. And they cannot comprehend it. They, they, they look like they're saying, hey, man, is it so simple? We don't have to go on our knees and crawl for my Lord too. How could that be? We don't have to pay a couple thousand dollars. No. Come without money. It is without price. Amen. They're not willing to accept it. Brethren, science is confusing the world. The gospel does not. Jesus Christ presented it to us. The devil is trying to confuse it. Is the devil trying to confuse the gospel? And people are missing it. You talk about science. You see how it's been changing over the last year and a half. And from one day to the next, they tell you one thing. You remember when they told us that it's not necessary for anybody to wear a mask. And then later on they say you have to wear a mask. Then they tell you, take a vaccine, and if you take the vaccine, and you're fully vaccinated, you will not have to wear a mask. So for one reason, I took the vaccine, because the mask makes me sick. Really and truly. I had it on there this morning, and for a while I was going to ask my wife if she has any Advil. Seriously, because it gave me a headache. I had to take it off and put it in my bag. And also I said, I don't want to upset my wife, really. I'm not going to tell anything. But I had a terrible headache because breathing in carbon dioxide is going to make you sick. And this mask is going to cause these children long-term effects. It's affecting me now, but it's going to affect you later on. And then later on, a 
about a week before I say, I don't have to wear a mask because I'm fully vaccinated. They say, even though you're fully vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. These people are confused people. And they confuse the world. A lot of people believe everything that they say. Oh, the science is changing. And the science said this. And the science said that. What? They're confused, not the science. And they're confusing the science. And they're trying to confuse the gospel. But the gospel is simple. Have you received the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you saved? I told my son. Pastor Wayne some time ago. Pastor. I want to be the first to go to jail for not wearing a mask. Because they told us that once you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. He said, daddy, 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 daddy. Please, wear the mask. We don't want to cause any trouble here at Shiloh. We don't want to get in trouble. But brethren, I was willing to go to jail because they lied to me. And told me that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, Lord, I never take it. <laughs> That's the only reason why I take it because wearing a mask makes me sick. It gives me a headache. And I told the pastor, Pastor, I want to be the first to go to jail for not wearing a mask because they lied to me. And he convinced me. And so that's why I wear the mask. And so some of you say, Hey, the pastor is saying they're going to wear the mask. Pastor, he made us say, but he's still wearing the mask. The pastor convinced me. Because I don't want to get in trouble. But science and scientists are confused people. Jesus Christ is not confused. What he said for morning, he means at night. What he said back in Genesis, he means right now. And that is not going to change. If you're here and you're not a born again believer in Jesus Christ, you need to get saved. And he will give you the power to overcome these scientists and their stupidness, their foolishness. And we go along with them. Just because you don't want to get in trouble with the law. And you want to be good stewards of Jesus Christ. So I ask you very kindly. If you're not a born again Christian. Come on. Be saved. You have nothing to be ashamed about. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Could you say that? Why are you not saved? Please. If you are saved. Don't be ashamed to spread the gospel. Share it with your students and don't be ashamed to let people know that you are a Christian. Amen? And win someone for Jesus Christ. It is our responsibility. We are stewards. Be a good steward and bring someone to Jesus Christ.